Yo, what's up? I'ma kick it with the line, y'all know. Just slap, can I kick it like Here we go. And we're back with more church information and open forum on KNON 89.3 FM on your radio dial or KNON.org if you're streaming. The most powerful show on the radio, church information, open forum. Uh, I like to ask a question of our producers. Who do uh, do we have anybody? Uh, who, who, can you name? Can you show me a list of who you got? I'm expecting somebody to call. I have Beverly on line four. Okay, and uh, hold on just a sec. Uh, yeah, right now we have one caller. Okay. Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. All right, good morning, Beverly. Morning, how you doing? I'm doing, how you doing? You supposed to say I'm on the side of this dirt. That's what it is. That's what it is. And, and I'm so glad that <laughs> Pastor Barnett, I know you going to make it. I know he's going to get through this. You know what? I was thinking about you yesterday in uh, those food stamps. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it's odd that you're bringing it up today. You know what I was thinking about? Don't you have to have a PIN number for that? Yes, you, yes, you do. So how would people know your PIN number? Uh, that's it's uh, that's why it's organized crime. Someone has to you, to to uh, know your social security number and your date of birth in order to change your PIN. You are you absolutely right. Now with the bank that I bank at, when you call there, you they want to know your social security number. And all of this, I told him, I don't feel comfortable giving it out because a lot of these, there's so much scam going on. You're thinking you call in one place, they around here, and it's not be who you think you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, I got hit on my Social Security check this month. Uh, you, oh, you, you, get, you did what now? I got hit on my on, on my Social Security check this month. What do you mean? They done took five Social Security. I don't know if I need to be talking about this on the radio. Cause well, I'm, I mean, just be indirectly. So something was taken out by Social Security or was it yes, hacked out? Yes, it was taken out. And, mm. and they, they did it for two, from Ju, uh, July and August. And I just got the letter. After the letter was written on the 28th mm-hmm. of September. Okay. Okay. I get paid on the first or the third of the month. Mm-hmm. Now, is that adequate? Is, is that being realistic? No, not to you it isn't. <laughs> all right, now. <laughs> because you, you, all you know is the money's gone, and then all of a sudden you get a letter after they've taken the money saying that Thank they took you the money. telling me what they taking it for. Mm-hmm. It would have been a courtesy if you had let me uh, give me some heads up on it right. and let me rearrange my money right. because my money was already allocated. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. I understand it completely. And I think this has a lot to do with the government. Well, as I said, uh, when it was last week or week before last, this is Robin Hood, not Robin Hood. Okay. This is Robin Hood, robbing from robbing the poor and giving to the rich, as opposed to robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. Okay, so. now didn't I say we were gonna? It's gonna be down to the have and the have not. I told him I work for my money. And I understand how Social Security goes because mm-hmm. it's not our fault again. Because every generation before working, they pay for the senior citizens that was before them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, my thing is, if that be the case, 
why are you sitting up here and waiting to the last minute to do something? If you were gonna do that, give me let me give me some heads up. Yeah, dollars um, $500, $500 coming out of my money. Like I say, they want us with nothing. Mm. And that's why I say about voting for them. Why do we want to keep putting them in to keep sabotaging us? They just using us up. Well, uh, as uh, Tony just said a minute ago, 30%, 30-some-odd percent of people voted, or that mean, was does that mean 70% didn't vote, or... Are we voting at the right level, at the right percentage, in order to have a real, uh, uh, what, can, what can I say, a real impact, a real consequence to for the elected official if they don't do what, you know, they say they're going to do? And so if they know we're only going to vote at 30%, blah, 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 they do everything they can to tailor whatever they're trying to do to that percentage of people and then when they get elected they respond to that percentage of people so check, you know I mean check, check I'm sorry? this out check this out mm-hmm. didn't Abbott change the, the zoning stuff where they could vote at yeah he uh, yeah he did make some adjust- some design, yeah right that was, mm-hmm. that was so designed that's how Absolutely. they get your votes mm-hmm. that's true I don't Make buy it harder. we not voted. I don't buy we not voted. Okay. I do not buy that one. All right. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Okay. Thank you for your call and comment. Uh, we've got lines open at 972-647-1893. Uh, K-O-N-N, K-O-N-N, excuse me, is the voice of the people. And we are unbought and unbossed. So we can criticize the bosses. We can criticize the governor. We can criticize the president if we see that uh, that uh, something's not, uh, you know, like the public thinks it should be. So uh, remember that. 972-647-1893. Uh, we've got some lines available. So call in and tell us what you think about whatever you think. What, what condition is your condition in? Uh, are you having problems with, uh, I don't know, what about gun violence? What's your opinion on that? What about what's going on in Washington, D.C.? What do you think about that? What do you think about what's going on in the state capitol? Uh, what's going to happen with these vouchers and using public funds for vouchers and things like that? Do we have a caller? Good morning, Black Hawk. Yes, Black Hawk. I don't know if you know tonight, but Nazis will take over everything. Nazis, fascists, take over all the Okay, can you slow down just a hair for me so we can hear what you're saying? Uh, huh? Slow down just a hair and tell us again what you said. Yeah, I would. Fascists will take over now. In the hospital, they're crazy. They're middle of the year. They're helping to take over. Police force, everything. Fascists. Okay. They lie to steal a lot of people. Okay. Passes, you know, you know that, don't you? Uh, don't swallow the kids you don't believe it. If they change, over. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Black Hawk. Uh, give us a call back again when you're feeling a little bit better. Uh, now, who do we have? Who do we have next, Pierre? All right. So next is 
to be on the air. Okay, we have attorney uh, Malcolm Robinson online too. Ah, the barrister. Good morning, sir, barrister. Good morning, sir, barrister. Yes. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. I was wondering about Reverend Barnett, why he isn't on the phone. Uh, Reverend Barnett is at home, and he's still in recuperation. He's left, there. He's he's had his procedure, left yeah. therapy, now he's at home. Usually, you know, he he he'd still be on the phone. That's why I was wondering what. Well, when he decides when he he when he decides he wants to call in, he's he knows that he <laughs> the, the door is open and you know all he got to do is pick up the phone. Oh yeah, I understand that. Mm -hmm. okay, well, that's what I was I was calling to to, to check on that. And okay, uh, uh, my scheduled time is not uh, next week. It's next week, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Second uh, the second Sunday. Saturday. So I'll be uh, calling in and check with that unless there's something that y'all need today. Uh, well, you know, we always need to hear the wisdom of the barrister. So if you just, if you have something you want to drop, <laughs> we we, we want to hear it. Well, you, <laughs> well, you know, I, I will. Uh, well, no, no, I don't think I have anything particular other than... Uh, I wanted to hear Red Martin's voice on the phone. That's that's the part that is really concerning me. So, you know, I'm just, that's where I am. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, did you send in your card? Yeah, yeah. You have a special guest you... Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't know. We'll see. You know, but did you send in your card? <laughs> Did you send in my card? Did you send in your get well card? <laughs> uh, no, I called him. And, and, oh, you called him? Okay. All right, then. Well, yeah. if you call him, then you're good. Yeah, yeah, no, I made sure I did that. Okay, because I'm going to start asking every caller, did they send in every get well card? I got about 10 in here, and I think I should have, you know, more because we're, you know, everywhere. But, uh, yeah. so, but uh, if you got, if you don't have any, any wisdom to drop on us, uh, We'll look forward to talking to you next Saturday at your normal time. Yes. And uh, perhaps remember a little surprise you can call in. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? What's going on? All right, we have Ike on line one. Okay. Good morning, Ike. Oops. She, I think she needs a little help here. <laughs> All right, so we have Ike on line one. I think he's back. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ike. Okay, we have someone else on line three. Okay. Hey, concerned caller, you, uh, go right ahead. Hello. Hello. Yeah, this is Ike. How you doing, Ike? Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to call to kind of put a little clarity on something that was put out over the airways. Mm -hmm. And that's about, you know, the renaming of King K Stadium. Okay, okay. Okay, they're not talking about renaming the stadium. Mm -hmm. They're talking about naming... The track field that's already in the stadium that doesn't have a name. Okay. 
that's what they want to honor with Shakari Richardson. Okay, that puts not a lot of clarity. Right, not putting Ken K's name off the stadium. Okay. But naming the, the track field that's already in the stadium that doesn't have a name. Okay. So I thought I'd just call in because sometimes... That's absolutely you know, appropriate. I, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, have a good day. And uh, it would be great if some of our uh, school district representatives would call in and, you know, give their comments on not only that, but this issue with these vouchers that's coming up uh, in this special session where they're going to be taking. Well, I think, uh, uh, excuse me. Uh-huh, go ahead. I, th- I think, well, they already, uh, we already know where they stand on that because they're standing in solidarity with the, with the, uh, Superintendent, they are totally against these vouchers mm-hmm. because the session I think started yesterday, and I'm against it, and I know most of the trustees are against it. Mm-hmm. The superintendent is against it. We should be because they're mm-hmm. taking money out of public schools and putting it into private schools, giving more money to the rich. Because even if they did pass it, eight thousand dollars is not going to send uh, a kid to uh, these expensive private schools, it just, it's just a way of keeping the poor kids out because they won't have enough money to get a, that kind of, uh, to get that voucher in vain, you know, just like you always talking about the homeless situation, when the city gave the homeless people a voucher for $750 on rent, mm. and nobody would rent them a place for that kind of money, so it's kind of the same scenario with these vouchers when mm-hmm. it comes down to the people that doesn't make that kind of money. Right. You're not going to have enough money to send your kids to private school when it costs about twenty or $30,000 a year for a kid to go to a, a, a private school. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. thank you for taking my call. I just want to clarify that about uh, Ken Cage Stadium. They're not talking about taking John Ken Cage's name down. So mm-hmm. that's, that's not what this conversation was about. Okay. And I, you know, if you read the article, I think you'll get some clarity. Have a great day. Well, that's what we appreciate. That's why we have the greatest callers in the world. They they come in and they uh they add insight to the conversation, and uh, so that's what we want you to do. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. I named it the most powerful show on the radio. Church Information Open Forum. Uh, we've got some lines open, so uh, you guys can call in and comment on what we're talking about, or you can talk about what you want to talk about. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the uh, special session talking about these vouchers. This is a surreptitious attempt to privatize public education. And there's always a, how can I say it? There's always a snake in the grass who's waiting for somebody with an unprotected ankle to walk by so they can bite them. And what do I mean by that? You know, you have, and I'm talking about Texas in particular, we don't like diversity, equity, inclusion. Okay, we don't like that. That means we don't want diversity. We don't want equity for everybody. We don't want everybody to be included. Then you have... Uh, oh, they calling it woke. What is it? Um, I, I I just get so burnt out on some of these things. But critical race theory. I was looking at the Civil War documentary 
yesterday. And it was talking about the struggles that African Americans had to go through to get freedom. Now you bring a whole, I mean millions of people from one side of the world to the other, force them to work for free, treat them worse than any animal that you have, and then you wonder why they don't want to be treated that way, why they don't want to live in that style. What's what's wrong with you? Why? And now, we don't want to talk about what happened then that's affecting what's going on now. And what do I mean by that? Let's talk about distribution of wealth, accumulation of wealth. The the leading determiner of whether wealth can be passed down is whether wealth was accumulated in the past. If you didn't have it back then, you can't pass it on now. So why do you think the poverty levels are so high for African Americans? They weren't allowed to create any wealth. And if they had some wealth, you had Tulsa, you had Rosewood, you had all these different uh, instances when um, a, a, a angry white mob would just come in and kill them and take their wealth. So this is why we don't have any wealth. And then now, when you try to get some wealth, you got to go through a system that, uh, well, you, you, you know, you can't buy a house, you can't start a business. Because you have to go through the same system that kept you from it's kept you from doing it for four hundred years, so that's why black people don't have any wealth. And you know, then you don't want to talk about what happened in the past as if it didn't happen and it had no influence on the present. And so you don't feel an obligation to to do what's right. Uh, so I mean. What are we supposed to do on the voice of the people? We're not supposed to say anything and just let you take our food stamps and do all this other stuff? Do we have a caller? We have Pitcher on line one. And how did you pronounce that? Pitcher. Pitcher Smith. Okay. Go ahead, Pitcher. And you need to tell me if I'm saying this right. Hey, Austin. Jesse knows me. Well, anyway, I'm on the radio at 4 to 6 on Sunday. But, you know, I have I, I listen to you people. And I have to humble myself because all of us have gifts. No doubt about it. If you're living, you're living for a reason. And I'm just, I, I got to be true. But I thank y'all for what y'all do. Hold on just a second. We have, we have to do a break. And so we'll be right back. And we'll no, let you finish your thoughts on uh, KNON. Uh, 89.3 FM Voices People The most powerful show on the radio Church information open form Yeah what's up it's I'm gonna kick it with the mind Y'all know Yo Slim can I kick it right here Here we go Well it's time to make that change Alright we're back With more church information open form On KNON 89.3 FM On your radio dial Or KNON.org If you're streaming 972-647-1893 is the number to call. We've got 
lines available. Uh, now we want to go back to Mr. Pitcher. Mr. Pitcher taking Tommy. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, like I said before, I don't mean no disrespect and I don't mean no harm to nobody. Mm-hmm. But if you're alive, you have a gift from God and mm-hmm. you're supposed to be using this gift. I look in the mirror, look, I, 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 I'm the first one to look at myself and say, uh, I can't complain about anything mm-hmm. because I'm no better than nobody else. Mm-hmm. But I have to put it this way. I respect you, older people, not old people, just older people that's wiser, that's been here, that's done things, that's been around, and you know how the system works, you know, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, and all around. And I thank you for keep on striving. I thank you for keep on pushing. Because it's one thing about it. Like I said, I'm just one simple person, and I don't mean no harm to disrespect. I don't want to separate the races, but it, it's inevitable that it's got to be done that way. In order to find out where we come from, what we're supposed to have, we're supposed to be elevated a lot farther than where we are now. What Martin Luther King did, what Rosa Parks did, what all these elderly... What, what they did back in the past, and we just sitting back on our rear, doing nothing. We let the drugs tempt us into doing stupid things. We let the guns tempt us into doing stupid things. We let this rap music tempt us into doing stupid things instead of gathering together. There's mm-hmm. more power together than apart. Mm-hmm. Don't you know we can change this world? If, I don't mean no harm, like I said. Mm-hmm. Don't you know we can change this world if we get together and realize Instead of thinking about, uh, look at that son of a gun, he got a house. Look at that, look at her, she she got a better car. Forget that. Mm-hmm. If you work together, we can all have this. Mm-hmm. You got to go through a bit of pain in order to appreciate the, the pleasures of little own in life. But my God, people, we just sitting back. I don't mean no harm to you. Uh, let me, let me, uh, let, let's let's dialogue for a second on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and I want you to try to look at what you're saying from a, uh, how can I say it, from a holistic point of view. Okay. You, you know, we want, you're absolutely correct. African Americans in particular need to unite to a, achieve first-class citizenship uh, and everything they deserve based on what African-Americans have done for 400 years to build this country. Yeah. Okay? Now, we agree on that one. Yes. Now, look at it like this. If you are the person who has abused, misused, <laughs> you see, the manipulated, uh, 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 exploited a group. Yes. Would you sit back and allow them to get united so they can uh, extricate themselves from your oppression? No, I'm, I'm gonna put it to, I don't like I said, I don't mean to interrupt you. But, but, yeah, but, but, but wait a minute, hold, 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 hold. Answer, okay, answer that question for me first. No, that, that's what I'm getting ready to answer. Okay. I understand and I do agree with you. All right, now, now, now let, me, let, me, let, me, let me get back in here. We're going we're gonna to dialogue a little bit more. So do you understand where the drugs come from, where the unemployment comes from, where the guns come from? Now, so we understand what's going on and why it's happening. Now, the challenge is how do a people who have who are who are uh, under resourced coalesce? To fight that, yeah. So that's what the issue is. What is the solution? How how is that done? Okay, go ahead. Okay, 
Now, like I said, I always tell people I be no hundred disrespect every time I say that. Everybody know I'm about to jump in the rear. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I almost said the same thing. I don't mean no hundred disrespect. I understand what you said. I have put this in perspective, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But these rappers, these uh, 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 football uh, players, these uh-huh. basketball players, okay. all these these youngsters look up to them. Role models? If we, mm-hmm. got, them, if we got them in, in, in position to where they just say, you know, uh, I really don't care about football no more. I really don't care about basketball no more. Mm-hmm. I see my people being oppressed. I mm-hmm. need to. I need to get on the horse and start helping my people. All right, now let me let, let me pause you right there. Let's let's go let's go let's go let's go to something else. And uh, we got some other callers waiting, so I'm gonna have to leave in a minute. Okay. You remember calling Kaepernick? Yes, 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 yes. That's right. That came to my mind when I made the comment. Okay. Ahead, now, so <clears throat> what happens again? is the exploiter, the manipulator, yes. saw that, yes. mm, we're going to teach this, he, this boy a lesson. Gathering the people. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to teach this boy a lesson. Yes. And so what yes. has happened, the other athletes are saying, well, I got millions. If you read the book, yes. $40 million slaves. Yes. $40 million yes. slaves, it's a book. If you read that book, it says, yes. I got too much on the line I can't really get yeah. out there with him so yeah. I want you to call back but <laughs> by the time you call back I want you to come up with something uh, in addition drill down deeper into that that, that solution answer, I call back yeah I, I want you to do answer, that because that's okay. what this that's what this is about we're, we're, we're the voice of the people and thank you for your oh, call and comment that frees up a line 972-647-1893 who do we have next we have Tasha on line two. Good morning, Tasha. Good morning, Leon. This is Tasha. This is uh, Reverend Barnett's daughter. Oh, great. Um, yes, I was calling in re- in regards um, to the stadium. Someone mentioned the stadium being renamed. Mm-hmm. The, the, the track field. I, I cleared it up, said it's going to be the track field, not the entire stadium. Ah, okay. Well, who's, who's the track named after right now? Uh, according to what I said, and I have not seen the article, it's nobody. It's not named after anybody. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, regarding the stadium, anyway, <laughs> um, I I want to just say that my I feel like I want to give some clarity to uh, the background story to that stadium. Sure. Um, in the eighties. Um, the best athletes were out of I-30 in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But the best facilities, the best sporting facilities were north of I-30 mm-hmm. in Dallas. And for those who don't know, I-30 is Dallas's proverbial track. What side of the tracks are you on? Right. Mm-hmm. What side of the tracks do you come from? That's right. And every major so, city in America is constructed in that way uh, mm-hmm. it, whether it's 30, 20, whatever, whatever, what interstate, they run an interstate through a neighborhood and it separates the haves as, as from the have-nots, as you say, politically correctly. Okay? Now go ahead. True. At that time, south of I-30 was predominantly black and predominantly middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that the majority of black people over here were even poor. They were middle class. Oh, okay. But All right. your best athletes were on this side of town. And as a matter of fact, I'm on my way to that stadium right now because my daughter has a cross-country meet there. Okay. This morning. Fantastic. Um, 
but what happened was um, we I was running track, mm-hmm. and we had a track meet um, by Fair Park at a stadium that was tiny and raggedy, mm. and my father said, this doesn't make sense. Okay. We deserve better. Right. The best, best athletes on this side of town, why don't we have better? Mm-hmm. And so he started campaigning right then and petitioning DISD to build a quality facility, a quality complex on this side of town. Uh, he still has the footprint from decades ago um, of the complex of what the complex would look like. Mm. He gathered when he ca- started calling on the booster clubs at the various high schools in Oak Cliff um, to come together and help him to campaign and petition Dallas ISD to build this complex. Okay. So um, it should never be a question of if his name should be involved or if someone else who had nothing to do with the stadium being built should be on their name should be on the stadium. As far as I'm concerned, it should never even be a question. Right. His mm-hmm. reason, if if he had not done that, that stadium probably would not be there today. And but most people over here have no idea of the history. That's this That's right. Dallas history. That's Dallas's black history. That's mm-hmm. our own local history, and everybody—we should know about it. Right. Um, it wasn't other people who decided from across town who decided, "Hey, let's put a stadium over there." It was people over here on our side of town who fought to have, and they had to fight. Mm-hmm. It took years for Dallas ISD for all the trustees to agree to it because he had um, someone earlier said he has too many haters. Uh, well, some of those people were on the, uh, the trustee board for Dallas mm. ISD, and they fought against it. But That's he, unfortunate. He stuck to it. He stuck to it for many years, and then they finally agreed to it. So, I think his name should be on that stadium. Okay. Well, that's what we had said. You know, uh, I was uh, brought up to speed about that uh, several weeks ago. Several. Yeah, about about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, but I am not from originally from Dallas, so I I was not privy to that history until yeah. I was at a discussion and that came up, and I said, well, if that's the case, of course, uh, that something should be named after uh, Reverend Barnett because he's the one that uh, instigated it, and he's the one that drove the the initiative. So, right, you know, you're absolutely correct. And we need to have this done. It's unfortunate that in in 2023, there are still vestiges of uh, bigotry and hatred, uh, even between African-Americans themselves, when it comes down to giving uh, the proper accolades to other African-Americans who... Uh, do things to make their life better. So, right. you know, I'll say it like that. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you calling in and uh, uh, giving us an update on that. And how's Reverend Barnett doing from your perspective? Uh, he's getting better. He's, re- he's resilient. He's working hard to get better so he can get back to the things that he's passionate about. Well, that's okay. Keep them in your prayers. All right. And uh, we're asking our 
listeners again to send in their cards to the Reverend Mary Barnett Sr. Care of K-N-O-N 13154 Coit Road Suite 200 Dallas, Texas 75240 and thank you for your before, call and comment and be and give a call. Us, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Before, before you let me go, I would just also want to say thank you to all those who support him and the, for all those who have been praying for him and it, those who have sent cards. We just want to say thank you all. We really appreciate you and really appreciate your support. All right, then. We look forward to hearing from you uh, next week and, and give us a little another right, progress update. You. Mm-hmm. That clears the line. All right. Thank you. 972-647-1893 is the number. Do we have another caller? We have Imani on line one. Uh, good morning, Imani. Good morning, Imani. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Imani. Hello. I'm here. Yes, you I'm are. Here. You're there. Well, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing. How you doing? Well, I'm still. I'm still here. Yeah, and um, I feel life is very important, and time is time, and time is uh, and, and life is uh, something we all need to concentrate on more and mm-hmm. realize we we got to use it, be wisely. Tell brother Burnett, brother Burnett, you listen. I love you, and I'm praying for you. And and we've been doing this a long time. I've been supporting the station for years. Did you but send I, a card? Huh? Did you send a card? Oh, oh no! I called. I've been calling and leaving messages. I haven't dared. No, you need I'm to send a card. <laughs> I'm not to sit on the computer. Uh, no, you need to send a card. <laughs> I'll bring a card. I'll okay, all right. That's that's one way. One way to get you know. The church and I. I've been calling and all and giving messages. Actually, I used to come out before they moved it over on the white the radio station on the white side of town. Mm-hmm. I used to. Go bring my money. Right. Mm-hmm. They moved it further. What? Like they said, they moved it further and further in their neighborhoods. But uh, that's all right. But we we understand what they're doing. Mm. But I want to thank you. I have I with the Power Nouns Corporation with Dr. Kevin Anderson, and Dr. Boss Watkins. We have our think tank. We have found some black restaurants. Uh, we we support our own people. We be one black first, and we uh, also found. Uh, we found a place to have our clothes clean. Let I me ask you a question. Uh, are you familiar with the Green Book that they used to have back in the day when uh, African Americans were, you know, before uh, the Civil Rights Act and during the Jim Crow era, you, they had this thing they called the Green Book that black people <laughs> had. Are you familiar with That's that? Funny. Well, uh, not the Green Book, but I was with the Deal Corporation. We used to be on K, uh, KKDA, mm-hmm. uh, Deal Corporation. And we had a book, a national book, until our people do what they always do, start crabbing and, 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 and you know, taking stuff from one another. We, it was a huge book. It was, I mean, huge, huge. And so, and what happened, we had a bunch of black businessmen, Brenda Black, we used to do, they were Robert Ashley on KHVN, Robert Ashley one. And we lost it because we couldn't come get along. You know, we got we got uh, we got brainwashed. Well, you know, that's part of the there's a surreptitious strategy, as a previous caller said. Uh, right. You know, the, the people who've been who've been abusing black people for centuries don't want black people to unite. They don't want them to coalesce. So there's going to be opposition, but in 2023 you have more options than you had in 1923. 
You know what I mean? So right. we, as you say, your group Pyronomics, uh, they can they can operate more freely. Yeah, we about five million strong. Mm-hmm. We got the money to be with Ice Cube. Thank you, Ice Cube. Thank you, Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. And we we really don't. Uh, we right now we not arguing about all this politics. Where in fact we gonna we ain't voting for nobody until we find somebody's gonna help us. We, we, I've been voting all my life. I ain't ain't never got nothing. I voted for us though. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we're going to vote, but we're not going to vote for anybody because we want to stay up there for years and years and years until you just fall out and die. We not vote for you. I don't care if you're a mule or a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 now, 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 uh, we got other callers I got to go to at the beginning of the hour, Imani, but I want you to get me, get me your strategy next time you call in on how we can figure out how to Could put um, well uh, yeah we gotta go at the top of the hour so I know remember this the Lancaster Texas I, I stood and got a, a 7-1 district change and all the Negro preachers and everybody uh, like we're doing one that they forgot I even I, I even did and I'm the one um, I got to the well, call, call us back next week and then give us more detail. Call a little earlier, okay? Okay, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Uh, that it's time for our eight o'clock break on Church Information and Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio, KNON eighty nine point three FM or KNON.org If you are streaming, we'll be right back. You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. Over time, words with beautiful meanings occasionally get degraded into ugliness. Gentle, for example. Originally meaning good-natured and kindly, it was twisted into gentry in the Middle Ages by very ungentle land barons seeking a patina of refinement. Then it became a pretentious verb to gentrify, meaning to make something common appear upscale. And now the word has devolved to gentrification, describing the greed of developers and speculators who oust middle- and low-income families from their communities to create trendy enclaves for the rich. The latest move by these profiteers is their meanest yet, targeting families with the most tenuous hold on affordable shelter, people living in mobile home parks. Some 20 million Americans, especially vulnerable senior citizens, veterans, the disabled, and immigrant workers, make their homes in these inexpensive parks. Well, inexpensive until the vultures sweep in, including multi-billion dollar Wall Street powerhouses like Blackstone Group, Apollo Global Management, and Carlisle Group that are buying up hundreds of trailer parks across the country. These are easy for unprincipled speculators to grab. While tenants might own their mobile homes, they rent the lots. And the first sign that a huckster has taken over a neighborhood park is an unwarranted spike in everyone's rent. Residents are captive tenants, for these homes are not really mobile, and even if one can be moved, the cost can top $10,000. New Yorker magazine notes that today's typical mobile home park has been called a Waffle House where customers are chained to their booths. Corporate predators are steadily driving out lower-income families, then remaking the parks to attract upscale owners of million-dollar mobile homes. This is Jim Hightower saying, and where do former tenants go? Away, out of sight, out of mind. The views and opinions that are expressed during this program 
are those of the DJs, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of KNON Radio or Agape Broadcasting Foundation. Yo, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. It's Yo, Slim, can I it's kick it again? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. And we're back for our second hour of the most powerful show on the radio. Church Information Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Okay, let's go back to the phones. And uh, who do we have? Dr. Edwards on line three. Dr. Edwards. Good morning, Dr. Edwards. Good morning, Dr. Edwards. Good morning. So how are you doing this morning? Doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, and uh, we talked earlier last week about the lack of medical facilities in the southern sector. So can you uh, give us an overview of what that means for the benefit of the listeners? Well, across the nation, we have, uh, uh, you know, a problem with, with adequate health care, access to health care, accessibility to health care, uh, anywhere you go pretty much in, in America. Um, Dallas happened to be one of the worst cities that we have in the 50 states in which we uh, have the distribution of health care the quality of health care in the communities where the sickest people are, which is, which are usually the, uh, uh, the underserved and those who are uh, income or doesn't meet, you know, middle class and, and that kind of that kind of thing. And okay. so, here in Dallas, we have, and Reverend Barnett and myself have worked on this quite some time, uh, trying to get equal distribution of quality care to patients, um, particularly in the southern sector. And mm-hmm. the way Dallas is actually set up now, there, uh, if, you, uh, if you take the Trinity River and you cross the Trinity River coming south, uh, there's one hospital right there at, on the verge, uh, on the margin of that uh, division and then you go about 12 to 14 miles. All right, so, so we have uh, Dr. Edward on line uh, two. He's back. And then after we have Carol on line three. Four. All right, Dr. Edwards, go ahead and finish your statement. We had a technical problem. Okay. Well, we, we just, we have a, uh, a problem, you know, across the nation, but I think Dallas is one of the, one of the worst in, in, you know, in the country and getting distribution to health care to all of the, the people and all of the citizens. Uh, as I was saying, we only have two hospitals south of the Trinity, and uh, it's just really unacceptable. Uh, we've got, oh, I don't, I don't think we have many, more than maybe five or six uh, urgent care clinics, uh, you know, mine being one of them that we just started, you know, a little less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 
you know, it's it's just uh, it's 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 not it's not very good to have that distribution the way that it is mm, disparity. But, right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's been one of the Achilles heels in the health industry over the last uh, you know two hundred years. Um, you know, we just don't we don't we don't really value. Uh, healthcare in the same way that we, you know that 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 they do on the other side of, on the north north side of town. Okay, so, let me let me uh, let me jump in here right quick. You mentioned that there were only two hospitals. So, did you say south of I thirty or how did you characterize it? Yeah, south of the Trinity. South of the Trinity. Okay. Right. Now, remember we discussed earlier that there are two hospitals that are vacant. South of the Trinity. That's right. And following that logic, uh, it would be, how can I say it, the right thing to do to reopen those hospitals, in in particular, since we now have a COVID-19 up and down and we don't know what the future that is going to be. So that, you know, people in the southern sector don't have to go all the way to the northern sector to get medical treatment. Uh, so we've been trying to get in contact with some of the council people from those districts where those two hospitals are. And uh, one of them is uh, District 3, I think, and the other one is District 5, I think. So we would like to hear from the council people uh, from those districts on what their perspective is and how they feel about reopening these hospitals since there are already hospitals you don't have to start over from the beginning to serve the people in those areas okay so now you can finish you know you can move forward in what uh, what you're saying yeah well I think it has to be a concerted effort um, the you know you have to recognize that the health system of itself is a white male dominated uh, system uh, the there's no no doubt uh, all of the data reveals that it's a very segregated and racist uh, system there's no question about it uh, it's documented well documented differentials in how you treat patients with the same disease chest pain and uh, they done numerous studies on how uh, people even with the with good insurance what we call good insurance have equality in the insurance but difference in the color get different treatment uh, with the same type of disease presenting uh, to, you know to the emergency room or, or to an urgent care clinic and so uh, you know it's 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 deeper than just the fact we've got two hospitals and that's it. Uh, this this is systematic, it's systemic, uh, and it's prevalent. So what, what we're talking about is not anything basically new in America, but uh, when you deal with health care, I mean, you, you know, people, people are sick, people, you know, want uh, care that's adequate for them so they can return you know, back to regular life and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, that, that's sort of been our uh, position. 
you know, in my 42 years of doing this. Uh, uh, doctor, we're trying to get uh, Councilman Garcy, Gracie, I can't never get his name right. <laughs> and he's on the phone too, so we're trying to, so we can get this little dialogue going. Can you bring him up here? He's, up. he's there. Councilman, uh, are you there? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for calling in. And uh, uh, Dr. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hold on a second. I got to take a drink of water here. Okay. Dr. Edwards and I were talking about uh, trying to do more hospitals. And we know that in uh, your district there's a hospital. And just uh, what do you, uh, tr so to try to not be, how can I say it, uh, telling you how to run your business. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about what we're well, talking you about? You actually supposed to tell me how to register. <laughs> so do it well, you know, politicians can sometimes be sensitive, so I don't want to be insensitive. I put it like that. Well, thank you. Uh, okay, because uh, you know, I don't know what people, people may not be aware, but I, we, you and I worked together years ago when when you were I remember right. So we 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 have a, a track record of knowing each other and trying to get things done for uh, for the city of Dallas residents. So um, uh, now now uh, what what again? What would be your uh, opinion or your impression of of trying to get that hospital reopened? So. Um as an actual, as an actual hospital. Yes, that's what that's what. That, yeah, yeah, that's an actual hospital because uh, Dr. Edwards has mentioned that there's only two hospitals south of I like to say south of Thirty. He says south of uh, the Trinity, but in effect, it's the same, you know, concept. So, yeah. what 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 would uh, how how would you how would we get that hospital reopened to a hospital because we know we need hospitals. I put it like that. Mm -hmm. That I don't know the answer to that. I'm still kind of doing some researching, but here's here's what I'll say in general about that property. I believe that um, I think we definitely need to leave that open to the people in determining what it is they want to do with that property. I think the okay. way we did it, we lost. Uh, I think we lost credibility with the community. So okay. at this point, what I would like to do is just, and the city staff to do is come along and walk alongside uh, the team to determine what it is they want to do with that property. I'll say this, I do not want to lose the asset. Uh, so whether it becomes a hospital or senior living, um, I definitely don't want it to be uh, meant for the homeless or anything like that. I've said that from the very beginning and I, I remain consistent with that. I don't want to lose the property as an asset. There are some conversations about um, potentially selling the building, which is an option. Again, that is one of several options that the people can come up with, um, uh, which is, again, I'm not opposed to that. It's just making sure that it lands in the right hand so we're not fighting this again down the road. And I think if there were some people that were available to uh, convert that into a hospital, then that's an option. I think we definitely have uh, a need for uh, senior living, uh, better senior living, more senior living options around there. And I know we have that property uh, back behind there, but again, just looking at some of the options we have um, as our seniors age, uh, I don't know that there's a lot of options, uh, particularly in, the, in District 3, that uh, can help. And I think objectively we want to keep our residents in the district so that they don't, if they, for whatever reason, um, 
you know, have to live, move out of their house. We want to keep them in there in the same community so they can keep their same routine, things like that. So that's just an option I'm looking at. But again, I think a hospital, if we could get that going, then then um, I think that's something we could explore as well. Uh, Dr. Edwards, uh, your comments? Well, I think that uh, the, the, uh, the concept is, is obviously what we're trying to do. We're trying to get access, uh, you know, the community seven five two one five seven five two one six seven five two one seven. I know they are, uh, you know, they are hit quite uh, disproportionately with diabetes, and of course, diabetes is an ominous disease, and it really <clears throat> uh, works on other systems, particularly, uh, you know, the reasons that you admit people to the hospital, the top five reasons that you admit people to the hospital, diabetes is tied to all five of them. Mm. And so we have a, a tremendous amount of, it's not just diabetes, but the the other systems that it affects. Uh, a lot of times, you you know, you go to the emergency room, you just go out, but you, you're in DK or what we call diabetic ketoacidosis, which is a uh, can really target in-organ diseases, uh, the, the in-organs and, and the kidney, the lungs, and so forth. So uh, you have to have, you know, trained people. Uh, we've, we've got three medical schools within a 30-mile radius. Uh, we've got two in Fort Worth, one here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And with, with that, that amount of training and the number mm-hmm. of residents and fellows who are coming to those uh uh, to those institutions, uh, I mean, we've got we've got the we've got the pulse. Uh, we just need somebody to uh, kind of orchestrate the the need, show the need, and then you know, even if it's not a hospital, it could be a hybrid where we where we do outpatient surgery, or we can do twenty four hour observations. I mean, right now, if you go to the two hospitals that we have in the southern sector which is Charlton Methodist and Central uh, Central Methodist, uh, the waiting rooms are filled. They don't ever go down. I mean, because they only have two places to go to uh, for acute care. And and on top of that, 30% of the people who are in the emergency room are primary care issues. Their primary care illnesses mm. to be actually taken care of at a, <clears throat> a primary care office. So, I mean, if you could build hybrid of, of not just having a uh, you know a full hospital, but we we definitely need uh, you know a couple more hospitals on the southern sector with uh, with a million people. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree, Doctor Edwards. Let me ask you something. Um, is one is this the same Doctor Edwards that opened up the uh, medical facility over in Glendale? Yes, sir. Okay, I met you. I remember. I helped you with that. I think that was my last deal before I left the city. Uh, when I was oh, in economic okay. development, I remember you. Yeah, oh, okay. you, my son, brother, I, I, and everything. I apologize. I did. <laughs> I, I apologize. No, I, I listen, did. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, like, I'm terrible with memory too. So that's why I'm asking <laughs> just confirming. That's all. <laughs> uh, it's good to talk to you. Let me ask you though. The question I wanted to know is because <clears throat> I'm trying not to get trapped into saying anything because it is my position that the city lost any credibility with trying to recommend one way or the other. So my question to mm. you is what is the feedback from the community in terms of 
having a hospital there. Okay. Well, they, they you know, <clears throat> patients, uh, we, we don't do a great job in educating our patients about the, the health system in and of itself. You know, if you look at the, the TB, you got a new medication every five minutes. Hmm. Go ask yeah. the doctor and and we don't use very well the ones that we have. So hmm. a lot of the patients uh, really can't take a stance. All they know is that when I'm sick and I call 911, you know. They're waving the flag, gentlemen. So yeah. let's let me stop just a second here and take my twenty eight twenty break, and then we're going to come right back and uh, do the, continue the conversation. Yeah. Right here on uh, KNON eighty nine point three FM, the voice of the people, the most powerful show on the radio. Church information open forum, and we'll be right back. Councilman, are uh, you still there? Yes, sir. Uh, Doctor Edwards, you still there? Yes. Okay. Now, what were we saying before we had to go on our break? I well, think I was just asking, oh, go ahead. delineate what, uh, what, what the people want. Um, you know, I still work emergency, uh, emergency room as well. And we run into this all the time where we have people who actually need to be, uh, you know, transferred to a high level of care. And a lot of times you can't even get them transferred. Um, because they they don't have the beds, they don't they're, they're you know they're overbooked and uh, so it, it 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 you know it really can can turn to uh, you know to a disaster you know rather quickly with, uh, with when you don't have access and that's one yeah. of the one of the issues that, that you know if you have an STEMI, which is you know a uh, ST elevation myocardial infarction. And you need a stent, or you need to be cast. You know, we need to get you to the cast lab. You know, within a couple of hours. Well, by the time you can get to, actually, either call you know Plano or hmm. call you know Baylor or you call you know uh, you know one of the other systems. Sometimes you can't can't get them, can't get your patient out. They you can you know they're uh, you know they're going down in their vital signs and stuff like that. So. You know, we 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 have the ability to to actually address this, and I don't have all the answers. I can I can also I can tell you though that we can do better. Um, it just takes a willingness. I don't think we I don't know if we have the willpower to do it, or it's all basically left up to the the uh, the constituents. But we see that when you're working and you you you, you know you have. Uh, family members who are out in the waiting room waiting to come back and hear what mm-hmm. the doctor say about that, and you're still trying to. You're saying, "Well, I I can't get Miss Smith out because uh, there's no beds." Uh, you know, the hospital feel at, at this place, this place, this place. You're still trying. I mean, we, you know, time is is health. So, uh, so we we you know we have some issues we can discuss. I don't think it's an issue necessarily that you actually have have to have a full hospital or uh, but but we definitely need a couple more on the southern sector uh, and they, you know on the on the east side in the southern sector of Dallas without a doubt let me okay so uh, and again I'm, I'm I'm listening and how do you factor in because again this is all new to me so I'm taking everything through a fire hose and the way I process information I just start pulling pieces and as I'm listening I'm thinking about the the Two hospitals at at uh, 
at Rayburn, Parkland, and, and UT Southwestern, how would that factor into, uh, you know, from a market analysis, like, and I, again, I'm, I know we always need medical assistance, and the more and the more that are focusing on specifically the needs of black and brown people uh, from there, but just from a financial perspective, Dr. Edwards, would it be feasible, one, from a from a just the, the capital perspective, one, and then two, with a, another hospital there, how does does that hurt the market? I don't know the medical industry, I guess. So I'm saying, is, is that the same type of conversation? Does that take beds away from, you know, or will you struggle getting beds because Redbird now has UT Southwestern and Parkland? I don't understand. So help me understand that. Well, those are those are public en- entities, as you well know, and yeah. of course they, you know, there's you have to kind of factor in the political side of it as well. Uh, yeah. You have to also factor into the financial side uh, of it because what happens when you start to bringing in, you know, corporate uh, medical care. You know, there's a there's a litany and, and, a, and a long list. You know, you got the president, you got the vice president, you got the executive vice president, you got the president, the executive vice president. I mean, you go down the list, 12, 14, or 15 layers, and you you got a lot of people who, you know, have titles, but that doesn't translate into good health care. Um, uh, let me let me let me interject uh, uh, for a second. When when you're talking about the facility at Redbird, is that a hospital or what is that? I'm not. No, that's it's it's not. Um, and and I'm I'm just trying to factor. And again, I told you I don't know all of these things. But is it a, is it a clinic? Is it, it one of those satellites that they have all over the town? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't have hospital beds. Uh, right. Uh, so so. Right. Right. That, yeah, but see, they provide I, I, medical I knew services. That. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't I, and when you said hospital, I thought. What did I miss something on this? So, I, so I, I, we're, again, we're back to we still need the two hospitals because I go to uh, uh, what do you call it uh, on Sain? I go to uh, uh, the satellite over there, and I can't think of the name of it for so saving me. It doesn't have any hospital beds. It gives prescriptions, and they have doctors, but they don't have hospital beds because I was there when a gentleman was driven there, and he was having a heart attack. And they had to, and they, he like, they didn't have a hospital bed. They, he was on the concrete and they were trying to get his heart to start back. So, seems like we're back to where we still need uh, the host, two hospitals. But uh, as the councilman said, we also need to get the pulse of the community. So, how do we go about getting that? Well, we got 39 on the other side. Okay. Okay, so so that, that tells you that you know, there is a need for the care. So you've got two on one side of town, you got 39 on the other side. Mm. Okay. So that's it. If Disproportionate. It, if you, if it, yeah. I mean, you're looking at a, I mean, that's night and day so far is, is what we, what we actually need. So you've got 39 hospitals on the Northern side of town with a million, a million two, something like that. And then on the same, on the other side, on the Southern side, you only got two hospitals with about the same number of population. So you 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 got not so let's say you survive the heart attack, but what if you have in organ disease like kidney failure as well, 
now you're going to another situation where you are in dialysis. So do we have enough dialysis centers? We've got, we've got oh, at least eight or nine or ten dialysis centers on the southern sector, but only two hospitals. So there's, there's just something wrong with the picture, and I don't think I have to really go into it, but I'm just saying. Mm, that it's obvious. That, think, <laughs> no, I you don't. It's, it's obvious. clear <laughs> you only got two hospitals and a million people, and on then on the other side, you got a million people in 39 hospitals and, and multiple uh, urgent care clinics and primary care clinics. So the access to care uh, is there, okay? Uh, and, of course, when you started dealing with corporate medicine, that's a different type of medicine. And so when a guy mm. finished at 5 o'clock, he, he, he gets paid for 9 to 5, okay? I'm not going to stay to 6. I'm not going to stay to 7. You know, so so it 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 definitely is is something that I don't think really. I just think we we got to have a will for those who are uh, different from us to say, hey, look, we we we'll back that. I actually I went out and talked with the guy from Parkland, the the head guy at Parkland, uh, a couple of years ago, and we we brought the hospital up this on on uh, Hampton. And he was saying, oh, we're laying off. And at the same time, they're billing over on the southern sector of, of, of the city. So so there has to be also be a willingness to be a team player versus being a Baylor uh, Methodist Parkland player. Okay, because those three guys, they, they work together very closely. And so uh, we, we have to... I'm not political, so I don't really, I can't really tell you all of the politics because I don't really study that. I study patient care and how do we best get outcomes and so forth and so on. Um, <clears throat> so, but I can just tell you that the one that's on Hampton was, was, was there for, for quite some time. And uh, actually, yeah. I, uh, it, it, it was a very good hospital, actually. And so, you know, uh, it didn't really pan out after certain owners took over and that kind of thing so i mean you know it fell into the pot political pot so uh but uh-huh. but what we whether you and i we we can agree i i will firmly 100 percent agree that we need a, at least another couple of hospitals at least to kind of you know uh you know abate some of the some of the atrocities that we have where people uh, are dying when they necessarily don't have to die but we don't have the access to you know to the care so Understood. Understood. And and again, I, I I'm gonna say this because I said it from the beginning. Um, I, I remain open to listening. Um, um, this is a, certainly a conversation that is new to me uh, in terms of talking to, to 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 the community. But again, if the community says that is an option, then that's an option we can put on the table. I, again, I'm I'm going. My job at this point is to help facilitate the outcome that the community wants mm-hmm. um, and, and help move in that direction. And if that's an option um, that they want, then then that's an option that we'll put on the table uh, from there. But um, I want to okay. make sure that I'm sensitive to the fact that um, how this process evolves, I don't want to make a suggestion one way or another. It's not about not being a leader and not making a decision. It's about respecting how we got to where we are and making sure that mm-hmm. the people have the say in the outcome uh, from there. So if that's from your perspective, it's a business move for you, and I get it, and I respect it, and it happens to be a need that meets the, uh, something that meets the community's needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but collectively, I want to make sure that we're getting uh, 
what the people want both in three and in district four and making sure that it's a need because that area serves both. And I want to make sure that we're doing, uh, maximizing that area. Uh, and, and it's also an asset that we want to, uh, make sure we're, we're, we're using uh, and the community is getting the best out of. All right. Value from it. Thank you very much, councilman. Thank you very much, uh, doctor. And what we'll do is moving forward. Let's see what we can get from the community as far as their input or output as to how they feel about what we're talking about. So that's what we do on Church Information Open Forum, the voice of the people, KNON 89.3 FM. So uh, uh, you gentlemen want to conclude so we can take some of these other callers and uh, move forward. Dr. Edwards, I'll be in touch with yeah. you, Newt. I'll call okay, you. Well, you have your cell phone. Okay, if not, just stop by the clinic at any time. I'm I'm uh, I'm kicking around there, so uh, you know, anytime you come, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take the time for you. All righty, all right. Thank okay. both of you, gentlemen. Thank we you thank you. Thank you, Pat. Bye. All right, that clears up two lines nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. It's eight thirty four. We've still got time for you callers. And who do we have next? Steve on line four. All right, go ahead, Steve. Good morning, Leon. How are you? Uh, I'm trying to keep going. Trying to keep going. Good. Hey, in the first hour, you guys were talking about the uh, Kincaid Stadium. And I had a question for you. Uh, if you have, I'm not sure if you have kids or not, but if you have kids, would you rather the community or someone else name your kids for you, or would you rather name your kids yourself? If you're talking about parenthetically, uh, uh, of course, I would rather name my own kids. Uh, you right. know, if you're talking about a figure so, of speech, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the reason I ask that is because we're sitting on Pastor Barnett's radio station, and we all know that he's the one that uh, had the idea to uh, get that stadium over there. Mm -hmm. He's the one that, that went down to the board, got the money for food. The whole creation of that stadium is Pastor Barnett. And we already disrespected him by naming it after someone else. And don't get me wrong, KK was a good guy. He's actually a prayer brother of mine. But the stadium shouldn't have been named after him. Now, I've heard callers call in and say, hey, we should rename the stadium after Shakari. That's disrespectful. That's Pastor Barnett's baby. If anything, the stadium should be named after him. And anybody that disagrees should not have an opinion on this on that top. Okay, now hold on just a second. What did you just say? Anybody that disagrees uh -huh. that, that, that that stadium should be named after, that should not be named after him, mm -hmm. should not have an opinion on the top. Okay, now let let, let me let let me do do a little clarity here. Okay, I understand that you agree one way, right? But you just stated your opinion. But in this society, there are going to be opposing opinions on different issues. However, everybody can state their opinion. And then if another person has a counter opinion, they can state that. And then the ultimate decision is going to be made by the powers that be, whether it's the school board, whether it's the superintendent, 
whether it's the uh, the students, the parents, or whatever. So what we have to try to do is, say for instance, we have to try to direct our opinions to the four or five or six or seven, but well, I think it would take five representatives on the school board to name that facility in a certain direction. So how do we do that? Well, I'm sure they, the school board representatives are aware of the situation, so if, if, if anything, they need to call in and specify exactly how they feel. Okay, that would be great. And we need to set up a petition to, uh, to, have, to have it renamed after him. Okay, that's a petition. We want the school board representatives to call in, the trustees to call in. We want to do a petition. And anything else that you can think of? Okay, but that's two. We'll start with those two. Okay, how about right. that? We'll start with the first one and then go to the second one. So that's the way we want to approach it because what we're trying to do is achieve change. And I see a right. lot of organizations, a lot of things happen. Uh, you know, people talk, nothing changes. So what we're right. trying to do here, I'm sorry? But the callers who were calling in saying that the stadium should be named after Shikari, don't get me wrong, Shikari is from the Oak Cliff area, down uh -huh. area. But, uh -huh. but no, no. That's why I asked you, would you would you rather name your kid after you or somebody else? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, you know, this, this is Pastor Burnett's baby. Okay. While we name, while we name Pastor Burnett's baby, Kincaid or Shikari or anybody else name. Uh -huh. name I understand your point. Okay. And feel free to call in and when you have something else, you know, in addition, we really, we love to hear it. All right, that clears the line. 972-647-1893. And who do we have next? Brandon on line 1. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, good morning, good brother. How you doing this morning? I'm doing. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I just want to say shout out to Pastor Barnett, man. Uh uh, get well soon. And uh, first time caller, man, long time listener. I had a couple of points I wanted to make, man. I'm going to hang up and let you roll with it. What I got to say first of all is, okay, seems like we got to strategize and organize on this deal because we got a male up there shucking and jiving, tap dancing. He ain't going to do nothing about nothing, okay? So he fooled us when he got in there, okay? Now how can we figure out, you know, the best way for us? Because mm -hmm. uh, that was a surprising stat on that uh, on the hospitals. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I went to A.M.A.C.O. Smith, graduated in 1996. That school no longer exists. Okay. okay. Uh, and uh, and where, where for, for, for the benefit of those who are new to, uh, or not originally from Dallas, I should say, where was A.M.A.C.O. Smith? A.M.A.C.O. Smith, it was, it was right there, uh, Luke 12 Ledbetter right there from 45 right there. It's pretty much across the street from that good look right there. It's Oak Cliff. Uh, you know they shut that one down, right? So is that is that is that building still there, or has it been yeah. renamed? It's been renamed uh, Obama. Okay, so that's Obama. Obama. Okay, now we're clear. Yes, now sir. I'm familiar with that yes, property. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, good deal. So um, what I was what I was gonna say <laughs> real quick, and I, I'm trying to be all over the place because uh, this is a show today, like always. Uh, hang on for a second. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna let you come back and finish your your thought. Thank right you. here on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people, the most powerful show on the radio, church information and open forum. Yo, what's up? And we're back with our final segment of church information on open forum. 
the most powerful show on the radio on KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you are streaming. Now, uh, who, who, I forgot who we've talked to. Okay, Brandon, go ahead and finish your thoughts. Thank you. So, my whole deal was, okay, well, we got the mayor up there. He don't know, you know, left from right. So, we got somebody <laughs> in there, and he, he run that play on the Yeah, he knows left from right. Really <laughs> <laughs> he knows left from right. He was on the left, then he went to the right, according to what the oh, political yeah, ideology. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he knows left from right. All right, okay, go ahead. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, um... Then I'm sitting. I'm sitting back and thinking. I'm saying, okay, well, if we got two hospitals, okay, south of the Trinity, okay, so if the person, if somebody, God forbid, has to go up north, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna check your temperature, check your pulse, and they push you out the door. I'm serious. <laughs> you saying? Serious. I understand okay. the point. Yes, sir. So okay. my whole deal is, how can we, how can we, as a people, get something in action and actually? you know, follow, follow through with it and have good ideas and points. Where do we need to go and how can we make this work? Okay. Uh, I, I get off the air. All right. Now, the first place that you might want to start is the councilman's office because it's in his district. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the city owns that property. Okay. And so if you call in and say, well, what, what can we do to try to Reopen the hospital, for instance. Uh, and he said he wanted the community's input. So you got to figure out a way to, what's the word, nexus, combine the two uh, concepts to provide community input where we have all these this number of residents saying that we want this hospital to reopen. Now, in addition, there's another hospital that's on sign that's, been closed. It's been there for years closed. And it's in District 5. So we also need that one. And uh, it would be nice if we could get the District 5 council person to call in and tell us what his perspective is on turning that hospital into a uh, I'm sorry, reopening the hospital. So but the community input is what uh, the councilman said that would be driving his uh his approach and his uh, uh uh opinion on whatever's done with that facility. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right? Okay, that's it. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks for your call and comment. And that frees up a line, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have? Carol on line three. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. 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 Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Oh, by the way, there is a hospital on MLK, the old Manson Hospital. Okay, and where is that located on MLK? Uh, just past uh, Atlanta. Just past Atlanta Street. Is that what you're saying? Just past Atlanta Street in, in South Dallas. Okay. Of MLK. Okay. Well, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay. It was there. My grandmother went there. Okay. okay and I want to ask, why is South, that's that, that is South Dallas red line? There is nothing over there. Why do they red line that area, sir? I want to know, because anybody asked that for me. Okay. Have you ever heard of the book called The Color of Law? The color of law, and you got to turn your radio down because I can hear it in the background. 
Okay. Uh, uh, the color, okay. the color, you got, and you Google this up, the color of law. It's, it's by, what is Weinstein? Epstein, I can't remember the pronunciation. The color, the color of law. You get that book, and that book is a detailed uh, history of how, as you call it, redlining was uh, created, implemented, uh, produced, whatever you want to call it. The color of law. Okay. All right? All right. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, 972-647-1893. Do we have any more callers? Not yet? Okay. Okay. I think as soon as I said that, somebody called. So uh, we, we, uh, we're glad that uh, we're getting engagement from our listeners. We're glad that we can get engagement from our elected officials because underserved areas certainly deserve to be served. Did I get that to rhyme? They deserve to be served. Do we have another caller? Pamela on line one. Good morning, Pamela. Morning. Um, uh, in respect to Reverend Barnett, I just want to say good morning. I make I just got a quick comment to make right quick. Um, I just started listening to this radio show about a couple about two or three years ago, and Reverend Barnett brought a lot of stuff to the table, sir, that I didn't even know that was going on in the community. Mm-hmm. I was so uninformed. I was so uninformed about what was going on. This is why I'm a very advocate about supporting this radio station. This is the only radio station I know that keeps me informed of what's going on because that's how the enemy keeps us in darkness and ignorance when we don't know what's going on. And I just wanted to say, I really respect Reverend Barnett. I've been mm-hmm. hearing a lot of stuff that's going on in the community. And now that I'm re- well informed about what's going on, I really think uh, I didn't know too much about that Kim K section over there. I, I, said, I didn't even know that Reverend Barnett was the one that went down there and pushed for that, but I was mm-hmm. with other callers. It should be named after him. I hope they honor this man mm-hmm. and not just give it away to somebody else. And that's all I had to say this morning. Well, thank you very much. And make sure you send in your card to Reverend Barnett. I, 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 I do. I support him. Uh, 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 when, uh, when it's, what is it? When I have the tele- Pledge drive? Huh? Are you saying pledge drive? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, sir. We want your pledge and then we want your get well card also. How do I do that? Okay. You send that card to the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., care of K-N-O-N, and the address is 13154 Coit Road, Suite 200, Dallas, Texas, 75240. And if I'm talking too fast, you can go on to the website, knon.org, and find the address there. Just send the card to the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., Okay, I would definitely do that. All right. Thank you so much for what y'all bringing to the public. We need to, as a, a community, we really just, we just really need to get ourselves together. We just so in darkness. It just don't make no sense. Okay, I just wanted to say that this morning. Thank you for your call and comment. And thank you, and thank you for your time this morning, sir. You're quite welcome. And that clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? We have Mike on line two. Good morning, Mike. Hello. Good morning. All right. Uh, 
Man, I don't care about that male changing to a Republican. The Republicans and the Democrats ain't done nothing for <laughs> lately for blacks anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, don't you know that uh, the blacks was so-called freed up under the Republican Party. Lincoln was a Republican. Mm-hmm. Sure was. All the racist stuff that was done you know, against blacks through the years was by the Democrats. Mm, up until a certain... Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you can't... You gotta You gotta be uh, factual with your... your, your if George you're gonna make Wallace. a statement. Mm -hmm. George Wallace, ain't that factual? Right, that was George Wallace. And when, when was that? When was George Wallace on? When was George Wallace alive? Well... In their 60s. Okay, 70s. and this is, this is 2023, right? Okay, so now you're going to move it forward a little bit to where the Democratic Party has changed philosophies. Okay? Okay? Now, look what, look, look, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me explain to you what I'm talking about. Okay, the Republican Party right now, 2023, right? Not 1823, 2023, right? The Republican Party is is the standard bearer is Donald Trump, okay, not Abraham Lincoln, okay. So when you want to compare the present a day Republican Party to the Republican Party of the Civil War era, they are diametrically opposite philosophically. No. Yes. Okay. No. Yes. A snake. A snake have two fangs. No, sir, we're not talking about snakes either. We're talking yeah. about people, okay? Oh, and, and, and I have to, I can't let you make this statement and be intellectually inaccurate without trying to uh, add clarity and uh, legitimacy to what's being said. So this Republican Party is not the Republican Party of Lincoln, okay? You think the Democrats, you think the Democrats is uh, like black people, huh? No, I did not say that. I said this Republican Party is diametrically opposite of the Republican Party of Lincoln. Okay? I'm not saying, I'm not saying the Republican Party today, you know, equates to the Lincoln Republican Party. I'm saying that... Well, you did. You did say that. Neither, no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, neither. well, for the listeners, the listeners heard what you said. And I heard what you said. Okay, now let's move on forward because we got a couple more calls we can take, okay? And you can finish up your statement. Go ahead. Well, I mean, neither the Republican Party today or the Democrat Party today, you know, neither one of them care anything about black people as a whole. Okay. You know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with that said, you know, I, like I say, I didn't vote for Biden or... Uh, Willie Downtown, Willie Brown's poor Kamala Harris. The, what, what, okay, I'm going to go ahead with that. But but your point is that you did not vote for anybody. I voted I voted for, you know, some local folks, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Wilder Price and stuff like that. Okay. Know? And, you know, I didn't vote for Biden them then, and I'm not voting for them this time. Okay, so in other words, when the presidential election occurs next year, you're not going to vote for either candidate from either party for president. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I might vote for Cornel West. Okay. 
Okay, well, if that's if, it, if that's an option, the point is, we want to see everyone vote. Okay, and because it took several hundred years for African Americans to be able to even have the right to vote, so when one when you don't vote, that gives opposing people two votes in their no, direction. No, no, you can't run that mind game. You can't run that like Dick Gregory say. You can't run them tricks on me. Okay. Yeah, because I don't vote, that mm-hmm. don't mean that uh, the opposing opponent gets a vote, see. Mm-hmm. No, they run those mind tricks on me. That's what Dick Gregory say about those tricks, you know. Okay. And that's, uh, now, you your know, point being, because we need to go. I got three minutes, four minutes, and I have two other callers. So, your point I, being? I, I, well, I mean, you know, that's just a trick bag, you know. I, if I don't vote... You know, that means the other opponent get two votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for your call and comment. And uh, we've got two more calls. We've got about five minutes. And who do we have left? Concerned Citizen Online 4. Concerned Citizen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am calling uh, this morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing Great. You sound great. like somebody I'm, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm calling because I've been uh, listening. I've heard some comments about uh, renaming uh, the uh, Kincaid Stadium or, uh, regarding uh, that kind of thrown out there about different people. Uh-huh. And I just want to give some information this morning. Okay. Briefly, because uh, Reverend Barnett is the reason the stadium is even there. Uh-huh. It would not. It would not be there at all had it not been for Reverend Barnett. Okay. He thought of the idea. Uh-huh. He not only thought of it. Yes, he thought of the idea. He came up with the idea because he realized he was very instrumental. He was very active in various uh, different things with young people, the schools, and everything. So he saw the need for a stadium because we didn't have a stadium in our community that was really, that was, uh, it wasn't uh, proficient enough. Mm-hmm. We had the, uh, uh, a good enough facility. Mm-hmm. Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We needed mm-hmm. a much larger, much better facility. Mm-hmm. And he thought of the idea, and he not just thought of it, he, he, he did the footwork, he mm-hmm. did the leg work, mm-hmm. he held community <laughs> meetings, he met with city council people. Okay, okay. And he is the one he, he's the reason the stadium is there. Bottom line, he is the reason that stadium is there. It would not be there today. And so, yes, if anything, uh, it should be named, even the whole complex should be really be named after him because he's the reason it's there to begin with. Mm-hmm. I happen to know firsthand that he did it. We talked about it. He discussed it with me. And he said what he was going to do. He did it. Mm-hmm. He, many city officials know that he did it. Mm-hmm. They know he's the reason. Mm-hmm. They know he did all that legwork. He did everything to get that stadium there. Mm-hmm. He ran with that ball. Okay. And so I'm calling just for just to follow up with that. And it should, yes, definitely should be named after him. The entire complex should be named after him because he's the reason it's there. We're enjoying it. Our children are going and enjoying it. And uh, our kids were very, his kids were very, they were very uh, active in sports and everything. Mm-hmm. They didn't just participate in it. He knew it at the time, but he did it for all the kids in our in this area, mm-hmm. so that they would have a nice facility and we wouldn't have to drive 
over uh, to Addison and way far away. Mm. So, yes, that stadium, that complex, that should be named after Okay. And I thank you so much. Thank you so much. I know time is running out. Well, thank, thank you for you your so calling and comment. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, that frees up a line, and we've got room for one more caller. It's 8.58, and this will be our last caller. And who do we have? Oh, uh, we're just waiting. Okay, well, yeah, we're, we're waiting. She's taking the name. Walter. Okay, I think we have uh, Walter. Walter. Yes. Walter on the line two. Okay, Walter, go ahead. You've got two minutes. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I was just calling. Uh, I met uh, Mr. Burnett. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 go ahead. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, the, I met Mr. Reverend Burnett a long time ago. He had a daycare, I think, on Masters and Brew. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I started my uh, restaurant. I remember he was talking about that stadium. I lost contact with him after a while, but uh, uh, I'd like What's to thank doing? him. for. He was a good activist. He's a, a good, uh, I think he was a pastor also. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and me and him sit there and talk about political things. I was going to buy D-back grocery, uh, grocery store at the time, but I had a big fight with Caraway. Mm. Not literally. <laughs> we didn't fish fight. I understand. We fought. <laughs> we fought over that money, and I didn't. He gave the grant to that store that's up there now, which I'm not going to name the name, but I'm still trying to find a grocery store to put in the southern area. Uh, oh, okay. Because I I was working with the economic director, uh, I think economic, uh, I forgot his name. He's, his name was Michael at the time, but I don't know who's that now. Uh, we still need, uh, I, I would like to see if I can get in contact with him again. I went by his daycare. Uh, is there any way I can get his number off, off the air? Okay, uh, it's 9 o'clock. Thank you for your call and comment. And uh, uh, Gene and Bonnie are next with uh, the Workers' Beat. Uh, so next week, uh, same time, same station. Gene and Bonnie are next with the Kato in, the voice of the people.